0: So we will start off with today's COVID numbers. There were 240 new COVID-19 fatalities and 19,851 new cases over the past 24 hours, the Public Health Ministry reported today. There were 19,841 cases in the general population and 10 cases from abroad. Over the past 24 hours, 20,478 COVID-19 patients recovered and were discharged from hospitals. Worth noting is that the seven-day average for testing has now dropped to 47,829 from the mid-50s a few days ago, signalling less testing being conducted nationwide. Now, regardless of that, it is clear that possibly the restrictions are starting to work and we are seeing reductions in numbers throughout the central provinces. Hopefully, this trend will continue and there is some kind of light at the end of the tunnel right now for people. Now for the first story of the day, fewer curbs soon, says the Prime Minister. Some COVID-19 curbs may be eased next month if the lockdown measures prove to be effective in slowing infections, Prime Minister Chanacha said. The Prime Minister has also urged all ties to strictly follow universal prevention guidelines against COVID-19, as a more efficient lockdown will help reduce new cases and COVID deaths. On his Facebook page, General Priot said that despite newly daily cases still soaring to more than 20,000, there are positive signs of the infection rate slowing since the lockdown measures were put in place in mid-July. On several days, the number of patients who have recovered were also more than the new infections, the Prime Minister said. However, what is most worrying is the number of fatalities, even though they are still below the global death rate. General Priot wrote we don't want a single person to die. The Public Health Ministry has concluded that if the government increases the efficiency of the lockdown measures, we will be able to reduce the number of infections and deaths further, he wrote. In light of this, the CCSA decided to extend the lockdown until the end of this month, the General said. If the lockdown is enforced more efficiently, we may be able to survive the peak of the infection curve expected by the end of this month, and infections are expected to slow down next month, Gerald Priot wrote. Then we can ease curbs on some activities and businesses. However, the Prime Minister stressed the need for all involved to work together to help reduce the number of new cases and deaths. Since the current wave is the result of the fast-spreading Delta variant, it has been estimated that there are still numerous people who are asymptomatic and have yet to be tested, he wrote, adding that even those who are already vaccinated can still contract the virus. As a result, the CCSA medical team has agreed that people should step up precautions by following universal prevention guidelines against COVID-19 for the entire population, regardless of whether they are among the at-risk or whether they are already vaccinated, he posted. For example, people should only go outside of their home when necessary, maintain a physical distance of at least one metre from others, and wear double masks when going outside. Those with underlying health conditions and people aged 60 and over should avoid leaving their homes unless necessary. Anyone who is at risk or comes into contact with infected people should use antigen test kits, he wrote. We must always keep in mind that everyone we meet may be an infected person, he said. Medical studies have also confirmed that COVID-19 can spread through the air between people in close contact with each other. I encourage you all to adapt and follow universal prevention guidelines strictly, particularly when the risk is still high, he noted. Well it seems that what the world has known for months the good general has just found out himself today. Wasn't this the guy who muttered those words, what will be will be in April, when people were begging him to cancel Songkran as the virus started to hit hard and numbers were rising. He then has the audacity to say we don't want a single person to die. Well dear general, if that was truly the case the country would have been locked down hard initially and we may not be in this predicament now. Your dilly-dallying has led to this. Your inability to listen to experts has led to this. Why do you think people are protesting against you every single day? I'd love to know your popularity rating for your handling of this pandemic, but I bet you not a single pollster would dare conduct one. There is no plan right now. There is no gateway to people's freedoms and getting their lives back. Where is the hope, dear General? Where is that hope? Now next up, Thailand seeks more Asian tourists travel bubble with Korea. The Tourism Authority of Thailand has announced plans for a travel bubble agreement between Thailand and South Korea to allow quarantine free travel between the two countries. The scheme will be launched to stimulate the tourism sector once the pandemic eases. Meanwhile, Thai offices across the region have been tasked with promoting Thailand as a holiday destination to vaccinated Asian tourists amid the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. Data from the Phuket Sandbox and Samui Plus tourism schemes indicate the number of Asian tourists is lower than arrivals from Europe and the US. The marketing plan focuses on Asian territories with lower infection rates such as China, Hong Kong and Taiwan. It was revealed on Thursday by TAT's Deputy Governor for Marketing Communications, Tanet Patsuan, who will become TAT's Deputy Governor for International Marketing on October 1. My first mission will be to talk to the new Chinese Ambassador to Thailand about the possibility of allowing Chinese citizens travel abroad, Tanet said. We are also preparing talks with South Korea to launch a tourist exchange program or travel bubble without the need for quarantine. We are considering the timing and procedures for the program launch once the COVID-19 situation Thailand on wines, he said. TAT will also ask regional countries such as Singapore to help reduce the expense of a 14-day quarantine for its nationals returning from Thailand. TAT's newest director of Asia and the South Pacific told Bangkok Business News that tourists are clearly desperate to come to Thailand. But Tanet noted that many countries have a requirement that returning tourists need to quarantine for 14 days and this is hindering matters due to its expense. Some have suggested that if Thailand pay part of their 14-day quarantine costs, they would visit. A case in point was Singapore said Tanez, where information received has shown that if Thailand helped tourists in this regard, their nationals would be prepared to visit Thailand. Now from reading these articles the only people desperate for tourists is Thailand. Why is there a need for a travel bubble when we have the shitbox, I mean sandbox. Isn't that what the sandbox is? Quarantine free travel? This article clearly shows the deranged thinking of the Tourism Authority of Thailand and the idea that any government is going to listen to them. Countries care about protecting their borders and within their state, not Thailand's tourism industry. The idea they would pay for foreign tourists quarantine when they return home just shows how they have run out of ideas and have now entered the world of the Twilight Zone. I'm sure that people starving on the street or businesses shut down in Thailand for months will be delighted to hear that the Thai government is paying for tourists to quarantine after their nice holiday in the kingdom. I mean seriously, what planet is this clown on? How has he been given a promotion? He's clearly not fit to lead a band of merry men, let alone the Tat Office for Asia and the Pan Pacific. Maybe the Tat needs to look outside their organisation when hiring, and maybe it's time they hired professionals in the field of tourism. There will come a point in time when someone in the government will need to assess whether the Tourism Authority of Thailand is fit for purpose anymore. In my opinion, it is not. It has no credibility anymore. It's time for it to go. And has anybody else noticed that the grand reopening that the Prime Minister spoke about on July in 120 days, the full reopening of the country seems to have been abandoned completely by the Tourism Authority of Thailand. We are now hearing stuff about the Pattaya reopening, the Hua Hin reopening, the Chiang Mai reopening, the Chiang Rai reopening, but yet there is no mention of the promised reopening that we heard from the great Prime Minister Priyut. Where's that? What's happened to it? Is it gone? Is it over? Should we inform the travel agents in Europe and around the world that there's no need to come this year? High season has been cancelled? Tourism Authority of Thailand, we're waiting. Can we get an answer, please? And what do you think about this, folks? I mean, when you hear more and more of how these guys speak, do you actually think they know what they're talking about anymore? Do you believe that the Tourism Authority of Thailand is fit for purpose? Or should it be scrapped and a proper professional outfit set up? I'd love to know your comments down below in the comment section. Human rights group demand investigation into police shooting of teen protesters. A human rights organization today called for a prompt and thorough investigation after police shot a 15-year-old anti-government protester in the back of the neck sending the teenager into a coma. Amnesty International Thailand issued a statement on Thursday to demand Thai authorities urgently investigate the shooting on Monday that left a protester in critical condition. Although the Metropolitan Police Bureau insisted that they only use rubber bullets to disperse protesters, Amnesty International Thailand's statement wrote that the bullet that lodged in the boy's skull was believed to be live ammunition. The use of live ammunition against protesters is a deeply concerning development. The Thai authorities must urgently investigate the shooting of these child protesters, including any unlawful use of firearms, said Emerlyn Jill, Amnesty International's Asia-Pacific Deputy Director. Thailand's government must also investigate all reports of excessive and unnecessary force by police against protesters over the past year and bring to justice anyone found responsible of causing physical harm to protesters. On Monday night, the 15-year-old, whose name was withheld because he is a minor, was shot in the back of his neck near the Ding Dang police station. The boy was sent to Rajavi Hospital. Rajavit Hospital today issued a statement that the boy remains unconscious and suffering from cerebral coma due to a bullet lodged in his brain stem. Other team protesters, reportedly 14 and 16 year old, were also shot on Monday night. Now this is a very big escalation in relation to the protests. The use of live ammunition is as low as you can get. And if this is proven that the police were behind this, the full weight of the Thai justice system should come down on these people, including the people who gave orders for that to happen because clearly It doesn't happen by itself. Now I will also say that there has been a lot of issues at the Ding Dang intersection with protesters who seem to be there to cause problems only and fight with the police and who are not there to protest. For those people who go down there to cause problems you are not helping the real protesters who have a cause and who are trying to do something good for the country of Thailand. So I suggest to those protesters if you've nothing useful to add to the protest go home and stop causing these kind of problems. To the police that are shooting people like this, or that may have, I hope you can look yourself in the mirror each night knowing what you have done. Because what you have done is taken effectively the life of a child. And I'll leave it at that. Now, as many of you know, the Phuket Sandbox has been extended to offer you the opportunity to just do seven nights in Phuket, followed by seven nights in either the Khao Lak Sealed Route or the Khao Yao Noi or Khao Yao Yai Sealed Route as well. What I want to do in this segment is update you on this and give you the lowdown and the truth because what is not being mentioned is all the things I'm about to tell you and frankly these things should be said. Firstly, the application process is the same as the Phuket Sandbox, COE, and all that other documents. I'll leave the link on the screen above to the video on the essential guide for the Phuket Sandbox. When you're applying for the COE, you will just enter the SHABA number you got from your Kaulak hotel into the application process, and they will verify it and know you're planning to participate in the project. When purchasing your swab test through the PSAS system, make sure to enter the correct swab center in Panya as the hotel has told you about. On day 6, while in Phuket, you will do your second swab test. Assuming that is negative, you are free to head to Kaulak on day 8 by either transfer from your Phuket hotel or your Kaulak hotel. You are not permitted to use outside transfers during this stage. Before leaving Phuket, the hotel will give you the required documents needed to pass through the Phuket checkpoint. That will be in the form of a transfer form. If you are staying the full 7 nights in Kaulak, you will do your third and final swab test on day 13. Assuming negative, you will get the release papers from your hotel on day 14 and you are then free to go wherever you like in Thailand. If you plan to stay only for a few days in Khaulak, you can only return to Phuket on the day of your returning flight. You will need to book your swab test prior to your flight out. While you are staying in Kalak, you will need to report to the shopless manager each day to have your tracking app scanned. Failure to do so and the authorities will be called. You must also have your phone with you at all times. And now for the stuff that TAT have not and will not tell you. First, according to the advertisement, the sealed route runs from Natai near Kukloi all the way to Nam Kem, which is about 50 kilometres. This is not true. If you stay in an SHA plus in Natai, you are only allowed to stay in the hotel grounds and their beach area. You are not allowed to go into the town or to Kaulak. The reason for this is that vaccination rates in these areas are quite low. The best area to stay is in Kaolak. The sealed route here runs from Taplamu to Nam Kem. This is the sealed area you are only allowed to stay in. You will not be able to participate in any excursions or enter the national parks. These are not allowed in the sealed area. You are confined only to this Kaulak area within the sealed zone. Hotels are not permitted to rent motorbikes or cars to you. You will be actively discouraged from doing so and asked to use SHA plus approved transportation only. If you leave the sealed route, you will be prosecuted under the terms of the sealed route program. It's worth bearing in mind, It is now monsoon season in Kaulak and the ocean is very rough and it rains most days. You more than likely won't be going for a swim or doing much sunbathing. Also please do note that they're in the middle of building a major highway through Kaulak and other towns. It looks terrible and most shops, restaurants and businesses are currently closed. Kaulak falls under the emergency degree so bars are closed and alcohol is not permitted to be served. All massage shops and spas are also closed. To be honest it baffles me why they're even open. It's not the time in this area and they are simply not ready. But in my opinion it is wrong for the Tat not to inform people of this before they go. Tourists are spending their hard earned money. They deserve quality service and a quality destination. Normally Cowlack is this but unfortunately it is not right now. That being said the hotels in Cowlack are very nice and have quality amenities and facilities and if you just want to stay in the hotel it should be fine. But I'm sure people don't travel in these exceptional times to sit in a four-star hotel for a week. You could just stay at home and do that. People want to get out and about and explore. And right now, Panya is not that destination. If it was me, I'd stay in Phuket for that extra seven days. At least there are things to do there when it's both sunny and raining. It's certainly something to think about. Now, if you decide you want to go to Koyaoyai Yai or Koyao Noi, you must only go by an SHA Plus Certified Boat Transfer. That will be arranged by the hotel. Now it's also worth bearing in mind if you go to the island for seven days you have to stay in that island for seven days. You cannot change hotel and that is the same in Kaolak as well. There is very few circumstances that they will allow you to swap hotels. It's also worth noting on the islands in Kaoyao that you will not be allowed to go to certain beaches and you will not be allowed to go to the villages within these areas due to low vaccination rates. You will only be permitted to stay in certain areas within the island and the island is quite small. So you probably and may get quite bored pretty quickly. Remember, you're gonna be there for seven nights. They will have their own swab center on the island as well. Now I stayed on Koyao Yai, I think a few years ago for two nights and after the second night, I was quite happy to go home because to be honest, well, pretty boring after a while. Now as a sandboxer and with your areas limited on the island, I actually think it's going to be very boring, but that's just my opinion, but I want to give it to you so you can make that informed choice. Now next up, and a warning to us all, 19 people get jail sentences for partying in the fines of the emergency decree. The Bangkok North Court On Thursday, sentenced 19 adult partygoers to three years imprisonment and 15,000 baht fine per person for breaching the emergency decree ban on gatherings of more than five people. The court reduced the previous sentence of six years imprisonment and 30,000 baht fine as they had pleaded guilty. The court also suspended the imprisonment for a year per person as the partygoers did not have a criminal record. Police had arrested 28 people, nine of them underage, for partying at a swanky resort in Bangkok's Deng District in the early hours of Wednesday. The nine underage suspects will be charged separately by the Central Juvenile and Family Court. This is Excessive to say the least, the punishment does not fit the crime. And to get three years and one of those years suspended, so two years in jail for partying, this is what the world has come to. But let this be a warning for all the tourists out there who are coming to Thailand, for all the expats, for all the Thai people out there, that if you do get caught, you face this kind of punishment. And that's something to note when we all decide to have a few guests over to a house, that this could be what happens to us next. What do you think about it? Excessive? Punishment fits the crime? I'd love to know your thoughts down below in the comment section. And finally, for the Phuket news roundup, Phuket reported 131 COVID infections yesterday, while its neighbor, Panya, reported a total of 51 cases. Phuket had 158 international arrivals, zero tested positive for COVID. They arrived on three flights, one Etihad and two Singapore Airlines. 577 people tested negative for COVID during their second and third test, while two tested positive. So far we have had 170,398 room nights booked for August and 43,414 room nights booked for September. And now some other Phuket news. Phuket's main fishing port is shut down to stem Covid outbreak. The Phuket fishing port on Khosara, east of Phuket town, was shut down for 14 days to have all operators and fishing crews operating out of the port tested for Covid-19 following a spate of infections on board fishing boats using this port. PPAO Moderna registrations to open next week. Registration for five prioritised groups of people to be vaccinated for COVID-19 with the Moderna vaccine will open in the coming week with Moderna vaccinations starting in November. That's according to the PPAO President Rewat Arirab. Relatives of Swiss tourist killer will not file for bail. The relatives of Tiriwat Totip, charged for the murder of the 57-year-old Phuket sandbox tourist Nicole Savant-Veiskopf, will not file a request for bail. That's according to the police commander of Phuket, General Panpitch. Phuket Boutique Hotel Operators plea for amnesty extension. A total of 20 members of the Phuket Boutique Accommodation Consortium yesterday filed a formal request pleading for the government to extend the amnesty to upgrade their hotels in order to be registered under the Hotel Act. And finally, Phuket officials crack down on overpricing. Phuket government has called on officials to be extra diligent in checking product prices in shops across the island in order to protect against any possible overpricing during the period of economic fallout from the COVID-19 pandemic. And just a little bit of information for people arriving at the checkpoint in Phuket and are in need of a rapid antigen test. At the Phuket Gateway, you can now find a rapid antigen testing center. It's called Saracen Lab. They're open from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day, and the test costs 500 Taibat, and the test result takes about 15 minutes to get.